Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I am Jared Cornut. I'm joined by Alan Murray tonight, who looks like he is ready to get some shut-eye. Alan, how are you doing? I'm really tired, but I'm doing well. Um, I had some, some Southern food today, and by Southern food, I mean really far south Central American food. So I'm doing well. Well, I had some Terry Black's barbecue, some nice brisket, and some nice... Uh, uh, sausage today and some of their macaroni and cornbread so it was really really good and so I was glad uh, to get that going but hey we're not here to talk about those things and we're not here with Matt today Matt is busy doing some of his family things but we've got a lot uh, that we need to catch up on and cover and uh, we've just all been really busy with ministry and my wife's about to have a baby and life's been a while but we're glad to bring you another edition of the potluck so let's catch up on some things alan check this out great news from the cooperative program regarding the cooperative program national cp giving tops 200 million dollars for the first time in 14 years since 2008 giving for the 2021-22 fiscal year totaled uh 200 uh, million uh, which again is the first time in 14 years that that topped that. That's coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, That's a massive, massive deal that the CP is up to those levels. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, especially with the amount of inflation that's going on and the number of people that have been holding back and giving and things like that. So that's huge. Uh, It's a lot of money to go to ministry. A lot of making the ministry, but here's the great news is it wasn't just the cooperative program. Uh, NAM trustees, they celebrated just recently and earlier this month, a record-breaking Annie Armstrong Easter offering. They were blown away by the generosity uh, that was given to Annie Armstrong this year. It was the highest uh, that they've had, and it's been growing every year, uh, but they celebrated how much was given to Annie Armstrong, which I think uh, I had it right in front of me, how I've lost, of course, was uh, $69 million. And so uh, not only is the cooperative program money up, which is, you know, churches decide what they're going to give out of their undesignated receipts to the CP. And then churches usually, Andy Armstrong and Lottie Moon, are not undesignated. Those are designated accounts. So Southern Baptist gave on top of that nearly $70 million more dollars to Andy Armstrong. And Alan, you know, tell our folks, what, what does that money for Andy Armstrong, what does that do? Well, one of the biggest things that it does is support North American church planting in Canada and the United States in large cities. But even now in North Carolina, we'll have to talk about this sometime. Uh, we got a new partnership with uh, SIN uh, Network in North Carolina called SIN North Carolina. I'd love to talk about that sometime. Uh, so it's supporting church planting across the U.S. and across Canada, but also SIN relief, disaster relief all across uh, the U.S. as well. Of course, that's a partnership with the IMB as well, but a lot of stuff has been going on in the U.S. this year with disaster relief. So it goes a lot of different ways and supports our chaplains. Uh, North American Mission Board has our direct ministry with the SBC and chaplaincy. So yeah, I lots don't think of good I'll, things going on. I don't think everybody knows. I don't think the North American Mission Board is just church planning, but they really do a ton. And I think that disaster relief honestly gets overlooked. But check this out. I mean, disaster relief reported this just from Hurricane Ian. Uh, starting in September through a lot of the different ministries uh, of, of state conventions. But Disaster Relief and the SBC partnered with Sin Relief, 106 professions of faith, 1,055 gospel presentations, 15,661 volunteer 
uh, days total. Uh, work hours, 149,726. Total contacts, 14,943. 1,500 Bibles distributed. 616,000 meals prepared. Uh, and the list just goes on and on. That work is a visible witness to the world of who Southern Baptists are. And that's so important when a hurricane hits or something like that, that our money goes and does that kind of work, is it not? Absolutely. That's why I'm a Southern Baptist. I tell folks all the time, um, disaster relief, not not just sin relief, but on the local level with the Baptist State Convention in North Carolina, um, you, you can't do that on your own. Uh, doing that together with other churches is one of the things that we do best and one of the best witnesses that we have. Absolutely. But Alan, I got even more good news. Not only did the CP top 200 million, not only did we have a record Annie, we had a record Lottie as well. The Lottie goal was $185 million. That was the goal. But Lottie Moon brought in the Easter, uh, the Christmas offering, brought in its largest offering in its 177 year history when they counted. $203.7 million. So, in fact, more money was given to Lottie than it was given to the CP. But when you look at these numbers, you're looking at nearly $500 million between Lottie and Annie and the CP. And what do you say to Southern Baptist for that other than just thank you for your commitment to church planning and disaster relief and to revitalization and the lost and, and all the things that we support. Is that not just remarkable? It certainly is, uh, especially Lottie. I mean, Lottie Moon is, is pretty easy sell. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the yeah. IMB is, is really why we started it. Southern Baptist um, 175 years ago for missions. I know there's some, some bad history that's mixed in there as well. Uh, but we have been doing foreign missions for a really long, long time. And to have the highest giving ever, um, especially on that magnitude, is just tremendous. Especially uh, in the last 10 years, IMB has not always been in the best financial situation. No. And so we're, we're in a great financial situation now um, at, of course, the SBC annual meeting, but also several state meetings next year in North Carolina. Going to have a sending celebration that we are sending out out of our local churches. Uh, not not from the mission board, but out of our local churches through the mission board, sending out missionaries all the time now through IMB um, instead of having to pull people off the field, sending more out. Praise the Lord. Uh, you asked, what would I say? Praise the Lord. Yeah, God, God's goodness for that. In 2021, 3,650 missionaries were supported. 93 new people groups uh, and places were engaged. 22,744 churches were planted. 592,408 people heard the gospel. There were 176,795 new believers and 107,701 baptisms because people give to Lottie Moon and to the CP, which also gives the IMB. Thank you, Southern Baptist, and thank you, God, for this great news. So a lot of times we come on here and I feel like we're talking about just all the bad things that are happening in the convention, but this – this is good news. This is a great reason to celebrate. So thank you, Southern Baptist, for faithfully giving. Thank you, pastors, for leading your churches to give in these types of ways. Uh, this is so important. Uh, you know, Alan, it's October. 
and transitioning out of these this good news, and this is not bad news, but it's kind of uh, associational meeting time. Have you guys had your? I know you got a state convention coming up. You got your pastors conference you're putting on. Have you guys had your associational meeting yet? We had it yesterday. We did too. It's it's that time of year. I've seen several last week. I know a lot of associations that had theirs last night. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. Uh, and then there's a lot of churches that still have the kind of, at least for Eastern North Carolina and North Carolina in general, uh, the traditional model of doing a Monday, Tuesday meeting. I know several um, several associations that are meeting tonight and tomorrow night. And it, it's definitely that time of year. How, how was your meeting? Our, our meeting was good. Uh I didn't go, but it was good. Uh, I, I should caveat that. My wife is uh, having a baby next week, and so we're not getting out of the house a whole lot right now. Uh, and I had a funeral Saturday, and I got two funerals this coming Saturday, and I got a funeral tomorrow. It's uh, one of those weeks. Uh, but I went to the meeting beforehand because I'm on the stewardship committee for the largest Baptist association in the United States. Dallas and Houston kind of they, go, they both claim that. I don't know which one's actually bigger, but the DBA, the Dallas Baptist Association, has over 500 churches uh, in our local association. So I don't know how local it is. It's bigger than a lot of state conventions, honestly. Uh, but, you know, we're in great financial shape. I feel like we're doing a lot of good work. Alan, why would you tell somebody like myself who did not go to their associational meeting why it is important to attend and be a part of your local association? Well, I have said this till I'm blue in the face, and I'm going to say it again. Cooperation necessitates participation. Mm. Um, if, if you're going to be a cooperating member of your local association, your state convention, or the national convention, um, I, I think that if you can give as much cooperation and participation as you can, not just financially, uh, but in your prayers, in your going, and your participating, and your volunteering, and your serving, that it is a worthwhile endeavor. We have 71 churches in our association, which is called a network. We're, we're a Baptist association, but our name is the Cape Fear Network of Baptist Churches. Uh, we had 22 of our 71 churches represented. I wish it would have been at least half of our churches. Mm. Uh, I wish it would have been all of our churches. Uh, but I left uh, our church yesterday at 315. There were four of us on the church van. Uh, so we sent four messengers and all four of us left feeling absolutely blessed to see what God is doing in our area. Uh, your local association meeting, there's going to be business. There should be business. If there's not business, it's you might need to have a conversation. But we had business. We had some difficult financial business to deal with. We've not been bringing in the revenue that we need to be bringing in, so we had to address that. But uh, we approved a reduced budget. We approved uh, our nominating committee report. But we also got some great missions updates from mission trip uh, that just took place earlier this month end of september 1st of october uh, from our mission strategist as well as four others uh, we had a, a pastor from kenya who spoke uh, we have a missions fair that goes on beforehand where we get to meet a lot of local ministry partners missions partners that you can work with including the gideons and typically at these baptist events this is the potluck podcast mm -hmm. there's typically some food um, ours was early this year. Someone made the suggestion to have it earlier. So old people like me wouldn't have to drive in the dark to get <laughs> home. And so we, we had desserts and coffee during the missions fair. And then we had what we call our animal, uh, an annual celebration. And so I enjoy doing it. I get to see brothers and sisters. We're, I know you guys in Dallas are really spread out. Yeah. Uh, we're really spread out in ours as well. We cover five counties. 
Um, oh, I could wow. drive for an hour and a half and not cover from one end to the other of my association. Uh, and I'm sure that's true in Dallas as well because of it how is. big it is. So, so I got to meet two pastors, new pastors in our association that I've been texting, been talking on the phone with. They're in my area, but they're bivocational, so they don't live here, but they pastor here. I got to meet them, which was fantastic. Uh, it's it's just a good time. I've always enjoyed attending uh, my annual meeting in our association now. And, and when I served uh, a county over in North Carolina, I loved our meetings there as well. Go to your meeting. If it hasn't happened yet, it, it um, won't take that much of your time. What was the best dessert you had yesterday? I didn't have a dessert. Oh, wow. I just I just had a cup of coffee. So was it good? Coffee? Uh, they, they, um, it was it was coffee. <laughs> uh, it, was not, it was not bad. It was not good, but it was not bad. Uh, but the ladies there at Bernal Baptist Church they had all sorts of desserts. But I I chose not to have a dessert yesterday. Well, um, I am sure. But I was fed our, the word. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm sure if our co-host was here, who is a leader of a local association, he would say. Uh, go to your associational meeting too, but he's not here. So we'll tell you to do that. Be a part of it. Be involved. I'm as involved as I can be in our association, uh, serving our stewardship committee. We do a lot. It's, it's big. Uh, I try to go to the annual meeting every year. Usually we're not having a baby during this time, uh, but that's the way it fell this year. Uh, But go to your association. I mean, do, do be involved, help make it be as healthy as possible. Well, Alan, uh, for our Southern Culture topic, I thought because it's that time of the year in Texas, and I know y'all do these in North Carolina, though y'all don't do just one state fair. Y'all kind of do state fairs by what region of the state. So I remember we always, when I lived in Hendersonville, we had the Western North Carolina State Fair. Uh, talk to me, how do state fairs work in North Carolina, and what's your experience with them? Yeah, there are two state fairs in North Carolina. There is the Western North Carolina State Fair that I never attended. In the three years and some change that I lived in Western North Carolina, even though I drove past it uh, several times. <laughs> I'm not over there in Oregon. Yep. But uh, the North Carolina State Fair is a much longer, much bigger fair that is in Raleigh. We have state fairgrounds that are designated fairgrounds. That's what they're there for. And um, I have been to the North Carolina State Fair a bunch of times. I love the state fair particularly the agriculture i love seeing all the animals i love seeing all the vegetables and the jellies and the jams Um, i love north carolina agriculture we've got a saying in north carolina goodness grows in north carolina and some of my my favorite agricultural products are always on display the mount olive pickle booth they always have uh, pickles for a quarter Uh, NC State, which one of my guys at church who went there many, 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 many years ago, he'll be 90 in about a week. I calls it the cow milking university. Um, NC State lets you milk cows if you want to, and you can get milk from them to drink and they sell their own ice cream. Um, It is just a great way to highlight what's going on in your state. And then there's the people that come in every year from all over states to sell you uh, deep fried everything. They fried more than you did in college at our state fairs these days. North Carolina, one of our famous fair foods, of course, Krispy Kreme is from North Carolina, is the Krispy Kreme burger. Uh, they do a cheeseburger on instead of a bun, they do Krispy Kreme. And this year, the North Carolina Pork Council has a bacon trail at the North Carolina State Fair. So pork is king in North Carolina in our agriculture and our barbecue and our state fair foods. I am uh, impressed with your recollection of my frying days in college. One, I think that's impressive, uh, our Friday Fridays that we had. 
State Fair in Texas is a huge deal. Um, it's stupid expensive to go because you got to pay to park, then you got to pay to get in, then you got to buy coupons to buy food and do rides and stuff like that. But here's some of the food that they got this year at the State Fair, Alan. Tell me what you think about some of this. They have a deep fried BLT, a crispy bacon, and a, a folded on a 12 inch tortilla with a heaping pile of shredded cheese, the blend on the corners. Uh, with you know lettuce and fresh juicy red tomatoes and mayonnaise in between, would you eat a deep fried BLT? Probably not. Really? Uh, there, there are so many other good things that you could get at a state fair before I would get a fried BLT. I'm just I would try it. Well, they have deep fried uh, lasagna rolls if you would uh, prefer that. I'm looking to know. Uh, they have a uh, deep fried charcuterie board uh, there. But this is the one. This is what I want to try the most if I go. It's called the Holy Biscuit, and this is the way to describe it. This mouth-watering Southern explosion starts with a perfectly cooked golden brown biscuit, then slow smoke shredded brisket, and a ladle of fire roasted street corn queso is stacked on top of the biscuit. The thick cut bacon is drizzled with Texas honey with a little bit of kick. The masterpiece is complete when it's topped off with crispy, crispy. Pickle French fries. Your taste buds will go crazy over the savory, sweet, crunchy combination of all flavors in one bite. I want to eat it right now. Does it come with Crestor or Lipitor? That's what I want to Ah, well, yeah, I didn't say it was healthy. Uh, just like the deep fried no, Rocky I, I Road try, Bluebell ice cream. I would try the, the contraption that you just mentioned there and maybe even the deep fried Bluebell. Um, oh. I, I did have a, a terrible food experience at the North Carolina State Fair, though, as a kid. I'd love to share with our listeners. Oh, uh, you guys know that I love liver mush and love liver pudding, uh, which are very similar. Uh, liver mush is Western North Carolina, liver pudding is Eastern North Carolina. But we have a company called Nieces that makes some of the best sausage in the world, and they also make really good liver pudding. Uh, but there's another, uh, again, pork is king, another. Uh, meatloaf, but not meatloaf, a loaf made of meat called souse, uh, that's sometimes known as hoghead cheese. And I tried that at the niece's booth as a kid, and I'm convinced that I got a heart valve in it, and it was like chewing pork bubblegum that would not get softer. And to this day, I do not eat souse. Um, the guy that'll eat just about everything, um, terrible food experience as a kid at North Carolina State Fair. Uh, so maybe, maybe don't eat hoghead cheese. Maybe do, maybe don't. I, I don't. That sounds awful, Alan. Well, uh, I think that's a great place to end this episode. We'll leave our listeners with that. So what I'll say is to support the CP, Lottie and Annie. Maybe go to your state fair. Maybe don't eat certain things uh, like Alan has. And join us next time here at the Potluck. Next, uh, same episode time, same episode hour. And as always... Go to your local association meeting and stay Baptist, my friends.